Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Ankle Pickers, welcome back to a little something we like to call Set the Spread. Something we do, I guess we've done for a long time now, two years of Set the Spread, where we jump on lines or we try to guess lines without knowing what they are between Danny and Reese, make a little competition of it. Speak of the devils, I've got DK Dank Wagers and Reese with me. What is up, boys? What up, what up? Back-to-back Def- back defending champ here. No big deal. Two seasons of set the spread under Reese's belt. Uh, the first set the spread of 2023. It's the first pay-per-view week of 2023. We've got UFC 283 this weekend. That is January 21st. Rio de Janeiro is our host city, but is normal pay-per-view time slots. That's 9 p.m. Central main card, 5 p.m. Central time prelims. Oh, Reese, wow. I, did, I did notice that there, I think it's the next fight night card after this is like a super late start. Like, I think it's a midnight main card. Okay, that might be a little too late for your boy, but we make it. <laughs> where, where, this where, guy can't fucking please Reese. Where is it? Where is it taking place? Out of curiosity, I think it's in the Apex. It's just a really late card. They said that they were like catering to, I think, the Korean or Asian audience. But main card, midnight central. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, February fourth. Okay, let's make it happen, boys. Poha. (laughs) Poha, act like you're excited, Reese. I mean, you've been begging for this. I mean, I'm begging for like a ten o'clock start, bed by one. I'm going to be up till four, but we make it happen. Yeah, this is a unique time slot. We might get a, a fight companion, Reese and I, as we're kind of sitting awesome. at, at home. That'd be awesome. Somehow right. we'd have to sync up our streams, but that we should make that happen. That'd be awesome. I, I'm, I'm game for that. We are going to do set the spread slightly differently in 2023 than we have in years past. We're still going to do kind of best of five competitions, but we're going to get out ahead of lines a little bit better than we have in the past. We're just going to roll through the fights that we deem important to set spreads for as soon as they come out, regardless of what card that they're on. And uh, we're going to go from there. So it's possible that we, you know, finish one point and have some extra fights that we still need to get through. They're just going to count to the next point eventually. Yeah. I'm talking it into existence. We're going to figure it out. I was about to say You know how when people are like, oh, let's play a board game. I'll explain the rules. It's like, no, I'll learn as I go. So you'll figure it out pretty quickly. It's not that complicated. Basically, like some fight nights might have four lines. Some might have seven lines. We're going to do interesting. And they might be out of order. They might be talked about as soon as the fights are announced, as soon as the lines are released. Yeah, because our new goal or the purpose of this is Danny and I were leaving so much closing line value on the table waiting for us to both all have time to sit down and air a set the spread. So hopefully, hopefully this curbs some of that by us knowing when lines go out 
right away or closer to right away. So, so this episode is going to be a little bit of both. We have a handful of UFC 283 fights that we haven't gotten to yet. So we're still going to set the spread for those. And then we've got some absolute bangers that are recently announced that Dan and Reese are going to find out on the fly, which ones I've got in the bag here, but we've got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights to set the spread for. Let's get right in. So in theory, if I sweep there could be three points on the table. With there could be three today. points on the table. Okay. Um, let's jump right in. First fight comes from the main card of this weekend, UFC 283, a light heavyweight bout. It is the first fight of the main card, Johnny Walker and Paul Craig. Dan had the most recent victory in Seth Spread, even though he lost 2022. So he's going to leave this one off. Okay, the other suggestion, whoever wins the most recent point goes first. So I might have to go first a couple times instead of alternating. See what I'm saying? I think we still alternate between the five. I, I, with, with, and, and to, yeah. I got that part. That's my I, job. I, I, you set your spreads. Dan first. Here's the thing about Paul Craig. As much respect as they're going to have for his ground game being in Brazil, he's been a dog in, I want to say, almost every fight he's been in in his entire career, definitely every fight in the last couple of years. Um, and I don't think that's going to change here coming off of a loss. It did seem like he had kind of just magic in his, in his grip or magic in his submissions for a while. Um, but Vulcan, and, and even for time, uh, for some time, Krylov before him showed that if you just don't go down to to Paul Craig's game, he's pretty lost. Did you just um, suggest? Wait, sorry. Did you say Krylov? I did. Was that the we, early one, or was that's that? That's when we got. That's when we got boned because we ankle locked it, and Krylov went to the mat for some stupid fucking reason. Right. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying for for some time, Krylov until he went to the mat. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry, I I had to interject. I thought. No, no, no worries. First, you got. You I got thought you thought Krylov. Okay, proceed, proceed, proceed. Sorry, I was dying. All good. I, I'm. My head's in a little bit of different directions today. I've got a, a rivalry game over here, rivalry games over there, but um, and maybe a little Mary Jane, maybe. But <laughs> ultimately, we've got Johnny Walker in Brazil as a favorite. He just got back off the Shanai. Um, beating Iwan Kutalaba with a submission of all things. Um, I don't think that he goes to grapple Paul Craig, but I do think he touches him up for a couple of rounds, maybe gets a finish. Um, let's go Johnny Walker minus 200. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I, I actually was saying before this aired in our pre-chat, whatever, I was saying I weirdly like uh, Johnny Walker in this spot, like out of nowhere. Don't know the line, but Dan pretty much took the words out of my mouth. So, like Paul Craig is is weird or maybe even near impossible to bet because there's one side of Paul Craig that taps out Magomed Ankalaev, taps out taps out Kennedy and Chukwu, who's right there and striking with Johnny Walker. But then taps out Jamal Hill. Ta- taps out Jamal Hill who who's in the lead. 
And then there's a flip side, or I mean, who is the main event? Then there's the flip side of Paul Craig, who loses to Alonzo Manyfield, loses to Jimmy Crute, loses Cleo Roundtree, loses to Tyson Pedro, all via vicious first-round knockouts. So although it's hard to bet against Paul Craig because of how many what could have potentially happened, he should rightfully be the dog because he most likely could just get tagged and and and, and fold. Um because every round starts on the feet. So 290 is great, but be, or I mean what 200 is great, but because how Paul Craig always has that chance. I'll go 195 for Paul uh, for minus 195 for uh, Johnny Walker. We are getting chippy early with the, with the prices writing 190 Johnny Walker. There you go. Yeah, my my line actually full disclosure was 200, so I had to just go under. Didn't want to leave a room for a tie. That's a tally for RP. The next fight, also UFC 283, welterweight bout between Gilbert Garino Burns and Neil Magny. Reese, go ahead. Kobe, I'm in a little bit of a flux on this one because I know Danny overvalues Neil Magny. Throwback Thursday. So, look, Gilbert Burns is going to be the favorite. We're both humongo fans of Gilbert Burns. So, like, okay, surprise, surprise, but rightfully so. The question is how high. Um, my guess is anything over minus 300 is a little expensive. Anything under minus 200 is a little cheap. So I'm going to try to find that sweet spot there. I like Neil Magny. He's a veteran. He beat guys like Jeff Neal. Um, he wears on guys like prime Anthony Martin, um, prime leech. So he can wear down people and he's been around the sport for, Oh my gosh. I don't want to say forever, but it feels like literally forever as he's breaking welterweight records of most wins. There's no age difference here. They're both basically the same age. They're both older over that hump. Although Gilbert, looks and performs a little bit better. I just think anything over 300 is too expensive, but if it was minus 200 or less, I'm throwing so much. So I'm going to get closer to that minus 300. I'm going to go Gilbert Burns minus 285. I'm comfortable going over the 300. 350, Poha, Dorino in Brazil. This is this is a just a hand-picked matchup for him. I, I think that Vegas knows it too. Um, Magni, I mean, it's not he gets exposed because, like Reese said, he got exposed a year ago, and I, I, I was a little surprised or whatever the Shavkat we keep drawing back to. But I've learned and I've recovered. We're going above Reese's number. We're going 350. So full adjustment from DK Dank Wagers, but we take those. 410 Dorino. Oh, that's insane. Oh, that's insane. Oh, that, that is. That's insane. That's ins- think of wait, hold Durinho's on. Dorino's stock rose so much with losing to Hamza, which is such a silly thing. Wait, time but- out, time out, time out. 
Kobe, what did it open at? Your number, 285. Wow. Too much steam. I'm never in, I will never bet against Dorino. I'm not a sociopath, but there's value on the Maggie side there. All right, 1-1, one, one, and the flyweight title bout, also UFC 283. Brandon Moreno and the current belt holder, Devinson Figueredo. Number four, fourth time we're going to see these guys. Dan, go for it. Let me real quick just pull up what the line was for three. Um, I know that in my head we've got Davison up 2-1. I know in real life it's one, one, and one. Um, that majority draw was super interesting. I still tend to think that Davison is just the better fighter. Um, I'm not sure how much the public agrees with me still. I think that the glory MMA and James Cross associations have to be distracting for Brandon Moreno, uh, having to move Jim's mid-camp. Um, and I, I don't think that Vegas is ignoring that. So I'm going to go, I know we, I'm, I'm, I pulled up the line and I'm looking at Davison as a dog um, after losing that second one, rightfully so, but he proved a lot to me in that unanimous decision. So I'm going with Davison minus 135 over Brandon Moreno. I'll make this one short and sweet. I was going to almost voluntarily go first because it doesn't really matter. I have minus 110 each way or minus 115 each way. I think that Figueredo, probably a little, a little better of a fighter. Brandon Moreno, probably a little bit more of a fan favorite slash well-known. My guess is it's pick your favorite. My guess is, is especially this early, Sharps probably are on it early. My guess is it might be Figueredo minus 120. Um, but I'll play... You know, I'll do minus 115, minus 105, minus 115 for, for Fig. The last second, he jumps off the spot. 110 both ways. Okay. I'm still fine with that. I had to cover myself. I had to cover myself on that side. Now, where did that one open? Moreno actually opened as the favorite in October when this one, but it was 120, so it's only moved 10 okay. points. Yeah. Yeah, I almost voluntarily went for I almost voluntarily went first and said 110 and just made Danny pick, but that's fine. Okay. Two tallies Reese's way, one Danny's way, and we have a vacant light heavyweight title bout between Glover Teixeira and Jamel Hill. Reese is going to kick this one off. Danny and I were just not dogging Glover, but talking about some how – Glover has fought like he's 45 since he's been 38, but I think Jamel Hill is going to be the favorite. And that's mainly just because of the public perception I'm getting. Everyone feels like Glover's washed. Everyone feels like Glover's too old. Everyone feels this, that, or the other, but at the end of the day and the real truth of it all, I like Glover in this spot because Glover's jits is great. Glover's stand-up is good enough. And we're talking about a guy who just got – we were just talking. Jamel Hill got tapped by, by Paul Craig. I think Jamel Hill, this might be too much too soon. 
We also talked about the fact that Glover won majority of the rounds against Yuri. I like Glover in this spot. I'll probably be on Glover in this spot, but I think Jamel Hill is going to be a slight favorite from the public perception. And I feel like, I think almost every time now, Glover's been a dog in a title spot. So I'll go Jamel Hill minus one. Four D. Plus, yeah, 140. Plus 120 for, for, for Clover. I agree with a lot of what you said, but I feel like I think the line might agree with you more than you think. I think that Glover's going to get some respect after the performance he had against a dangerous Jerry, a guy with a lot of finishing power um, in a different capacity, but still on the feet uh, with Jamal Hill kind of having the same threat. You think Jamal Hill closer to even. You think Jamal Hill's more of a th- – oh, you okay, sorry. I thought you were going to – I was saying – no, I was saying that Jerry's dangerous on the feet, similar to Jamal, but it's a different – in a different capacity. Yeah, it's more sorry, of a one-punch pop for Jamal versus the – I thought you were going to shade even higher on Jamal's side, which I would have been fine with. I more was just saying, like – okay, proceed. I was I, thinking closer to even. Okay. And ultimately, I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the 110 each way. Okay, I think I actually think I might have just lost this point. I thought Dan was going to go a little higher, and so I tried to go on the on the side that would kind of force him to go a little higher. Dan, I just feel like that, that, yeah, yeah, that Jiri Prohaska performance has been his best performance since we started talking about him being thirty eight years old or fighting like a forty five year old or whatever yeah. you said. Um, it was a crazy comeback into Anthony Smith, and he dominated, beat the crap out of him in later rounds. Um, Tiago Santos, he won that decisively in, in the areas that we thought he would, but it wasn't, like, easy from the jump. And that Jan Blahovitz fight still gives me kind of heebie-jeebies. Like, I, I just don't even know what I watched there. Um, so even in the loss, I think that that year performance was his best, and I think the public might be coming around. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a favorite, honestly. The only reason why I'm confused is because he keeps getting, like, as this experiment's been happening, it's like he just keeps getting older and older and older and older. So I feel like the narrative that people have wanted to believe has just continued to compound because when he fought fucking Anthony Smith, that was what, two years ago? Two and a half years ago? I don't even know. But Dead push. 125, Jamel Hill. 15 points off in both directions from you guys. Nice. Nice. I should have gone with the Reese move and covered my butt on the 115. You should have. You got to play the game. Mistake. Still mistake. two to one. Still two to one. We're going in order of fights here and still a handful to get through. So UFC 284, that's February 12th from Perth, Australia. A lightweight title fight between Alexander Volkanovsky, the current featherweight champ, and Islam Makachev, your current lightweight belt holder. What is it? Dan's turn to lead this one off? Yeah, Dan, go for it. This is awesome because it might be, um, although not officially, but in my head, uh, pound for pound, number one, number two, facing off. The anointment of Islam, I think, was a little bit overdue, just being that no one would accept fights with him. But, man, did he show that he is 
that fucking good. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not a favorite here, given the size advantage and given that he showed he's very capable everywhere. But people would be extremely wrong to overlook Volkanovski and, and overlook um, really the game planning of city kickboxing and Eugene Behrman and, and the evil genius that they call him. Um, I do think Volk's going to be ready for this. I do think that Volk is going to be ready to grapple. I don't think he'll be lost there. I have to have Islam as a favorite. Islam will be. When did this line come out, Kobe? Good point. It came out pretty much right after the Islam Oliveira fight, so October. Lots of movement time. I'm going to go with Islam minus 165. And the Red Wings just got scored on again. Here's what's weird. Here's what's weird. Alexander Volkanovsky is the better all-around fighter. Like, Dan was talking about pound for pound one, pound for pound two. I think Volkanovsky is the pound for pound one. The problem is Islam is more dominant than than at one aspect than Volk is at anything. And so it's kind of like saying, like, Islam's wrestling to me is like Kriya Abdul-Jabbar's skyhook. It's kind of indefensible. And I've yet to see anyone even get close to defending it. I mean, Armin did his best. Armin's much better than Volk, and he still failed. And so the way I look at this is, there's a 99, no, but there's a high chance that Islam gets us to the mat and does what Islam does. And, and that's just, it almost feels unavoidable. And you want to know the worst part? I still think Volk is the better all-around fighter, even with that outcome. But when you look at just one discipline and one aspect, Islam's just too dangerous to really everybody. So for that, I think that Volk has a chance if this stays standing, but the odds of that are slim. I'm going to go Islam minus 250, Volk plus 200. He's just, it's the one aspect that's just too dominant, even though, like, his stand-up is so bad. I mean, remarkably bad. One of the worst. It's a wide had. range we've got in between. It just doesn't matter because the one aspect that he does have is just so fucking good. Can I tell you that neither of you are particularly close? Is Volk the favorite? Hmm. Kobe's got is it huge. Minus 315 Islam after opening minus 400. You can get 260 the other way. And if you want a line shop, so it is coming back down at the very least, but wow. That hurts my heart. I'll have a big bet on Volk. 280 Volk I won't have a, Caesars is the best you can get right now. I won't have a big bet, and the reason why is exactly what, what the problem is. Is <clears throat> I have yet to see anyone show any resistance on it. And, like, remember Volk had troubles against Chad Mendez. Like, Chad Mendez got him down. Chad Mendez, and it was a long time ago. But if Chad Mendez can get him down, Islam should smother this mug. <laughs> but 
for the same reason Paul Craig's a dog, every round starts standing. Sorry for the cough. I, I literally just swallowed my spit wrong. But oh. just like you said earlier, we're getting the best fighter in the world at three to one right now. Yeah, I mean, that part alone. All right, first point of 2023 goes to Reese. Can I get a mid-app poha, Reese? Yuri Pohashka. I'm All glad right. you went with that one because, like, a, a Gilbert Burns poha wouldn't have been right after you lost the Gilbert Burns. Poha. That was the plan. That was the problem. I couldn't do just a raw poha. I had to do some form of pohashka. All right, four more fights that we're rolling through here. Um, Alexander Pohanovsky. <laughs> All right, let's jump up a month ahead to UFC 285 from Las Vegas, Nevada. We have a welterweight, what, excuse me, welterweight bout between Shavkat Rachmanov and Geoff Neal. Jeff Neal. Reese, go for it. So Dan has luckily proven that he has, in fact, come around. And so he knows. Shavkat versus Jeff or versus Niels. Versus Niels. Yeah, versus Niels. Uh, look, I, I actually like Jeff Neal a lot. Like, he's a guy who, who brought it to um, Vicente Luque in a way we really haven't seen before. But we still have a guy that lost to Neil Magny because purely because of being hung on, being dragged down, being smothered. So Shavkat's got to be a big favorite. I think Shavkat arguably is right there in the likes of Hamzat, Armin, Ilya, as far as I mean, if you listen to our futures episode, we both said that he was a shout of a guy that we said could hold gold. Yeah. So I don't know if they really can make this high enough because of how threatening Jeff can be. So where would I feel comfortable putting Shavkat in a parlay? Probably all the way up to like the high minus 300s, maybe minus 400. So I'll go minus 385 for Shavkat and that's I and that's, don't think and, and that's coming from a guy who likes Jeff Neal think about that yeah right that that's exactly what I'm going to say is that I don't think the public has the same respect for Jeff Neal that you do I'm going with the exact same line against the Neil Magny give me minus 490 that's what he was against Neil Magny that's what it's saying on uh topology holy, holy shit I'm doing math here. It's going to take me a second. 435 is the number. Hasn't moved since open. That's so big. 15, 35, that should 50 be, off. That's Reese's. It's that's Reese by five. Danny gets screwed you... by not playing the game once again. I respect it, though. I respect it. My strategy was, it was on. I respect it, though. Because the name of the game is to to try to price is right, but it's also to tell what you think the line should be. So I respect you for sticking to what you think it is, not what you should narrate it to. He doesn't respect it enough to play the game that way himself, but he'll give you props when he gets the point out of it, Dan. Correct. What country club? Better find my strategy. 
Um, same night from Las Vegas, Nevada, just announced this weekend, we have a heavyweight title on the line between the return of John Jones and Cyril Gaon after Francis and Ghana was released. So we'll get to the we'll get to the news of that aspect in news and notes. For now, let's set the spread. John Jones, Cyril Gaon, and Dan will lead this one off. It's a tough one. The John Jones layoff has been extremely long, but he's still probably the most skilled fighter to ever fight. Period in the octagon. And um, Cyril Gaon is great. He's a guy that you can go as far back as a set the spread where I think it was what him versus I'm pulling up his record. I think it was the Dontel Mays or maybe uh junior dos Santos. Um, no, it was probably one of the canceled bouts that, that I'm looking at, but um, the idea was that he shouldn't be that big of a favorite unless he's literally Superman. And he proved to be literally Superman. Um, at least when it came to the kickboxing and he he's a length that John Jones has never fought, which will be interesting. But ultimately I have to go with John Jones as a favorite. It's not going to be big. He's not got the same respect amongst modern day betters that he, he did um, even three years ago but he's still John Jones. John Jones minus 135. I too agree with everything Danny said because I too agree with everything Danny said because John Jones is John Jones. John Jones needs to be a favorite because he is John Jones. Just like Connor has been a favorite when he makes his return fights, it's just because of who they are and what they've proven to be. Here's where this gets dicey. Because my first instinct is John Jones minus 185. The problem is... He Stand argued, off the piece. Lock that in, Kobe. Lock that in. Hey, Dan, I might get that far. Hold on. 185 because he arguably lost to Dominic Reyes. He arguably lost to Tiago Santos. He continued to get in trouble. And so I think that if you were investing in him like a stock, he he's low, right? Like that's why Danny's 135 isn't just like insulting because it's reasonable for where the times are. However, I watched Francis Ngannou shoot for a takedown and secure it. Think about that. I watched that happen. Sorry. Um, Michigan State just fucking blew it. Okay. I watched John Jones. Or, We're I both mean, watching like, shitty Detroit sports. Right. I watched Francis Ngannou shoot for a takedown and secure it. So if Francis Ngannou with no knees can do that, I am 100% sure John Jones can do it. So the return of John, heavyweight John, hopefully revitalized John. Hopefully dedicated, John. There's definitely a lot of question marks, but I'll go over Danny. John Jones minus 150. Wait till y'all hear the line movement in this one. So it really was just announced Saturday. We're here recording Monday. Right. Opened minus 200, John Jones. Yeah. 
shot all the way to Cyril gone minus 180. That's bad. And it's come back to 110 both ways. What the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. wait oh, oh, yeah. So Dan gets the point for first. Dan's but... taking the point. It's 110 both ways. What's right annoying now. about that is like, if we recorded, like right when it got announced, I take the point. Or if we record probably in like a month or two from now, I take the point. But Danny's in the sweet spot where he still gets all that early line movement. Nice job, Dan. A lot more to come on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into news and notes and start talking about how we got here and everything that's goes with the fight even just being announced so more to come how much line movement is good they're going to be after he st- stepped on the scale is the real question he's gonna he's gonna clock in every bit of 250 he's looking big these days yeah he's huge well, that's all right advantageous for him two more ufc 286 still in march march 17th from london we have a lightweight bout between Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fazeev just announced also this weekend. Dan, or Reese is going to go for it, this one. 1-1 one, one in tally so far in whatever, game two. Gaethje minus 185. And it's simple. Gaethje's got the name value, but... The reason why it's under that 200 threshold is because stylistically, this is a great fight for Fazeev. I mean, what you don't want as a Fazeev backer is somebody who is super lanky and will stay at range or someone who will smother you on the mat. That's what you don't want. What you... What you get with Justin Gaethje is someone who will stand in the phone booth, but he does have bombs in his own right. I'm going to go Gaethje minus 185, and I'm actually pretty comfortable with that line. I feel like I might ding-ding it. I'm going closer to even. Because he's part of this group that people talk about that is changing at the guard. Not the Gaethje. The Gaethje's, the Chandler's are exiting. In the Islam, the Sarukyans, and the Fazeev's are entering. That clip of uh, Tony Ferguson landing that clean uppercut at the end of round three that had Gaethje on skates. I see that on Twitter every day. People are on Fazeev here. No way. I don't disagree with you. I, I like Justin the- Gaethje minus 125. Again, not playing the game. Minus 125 Fazeev is your favorite. Oh, I thought I ding-dinged it, but I get the point. All right. I, I was – oh, you said 125, and I – if wow. you're watching on YouTube, you can see my face light up. I got wow. so fucking excited in that moment. So, that hold on. Another one that just opened the line on Saturday, the 14th, it's the 16th, at Gaethje minus 275. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, I wish I had gotten some money on Fazeev. Wow, that is insane. Ooh, I wish – like 230 on Fazeev, 220. Wow. All that oh, movement's been on Bovada, by the way. Bovada opened first. Mm. All right, two tallies to one. 
Dan has the lead and will lead off the last bike that we're going to go through today. I know what we're doing too. 286 main event. 286. Gotta be event. right. Welterweight title on the line. Your champ, Leon Edwards. This is the line. Oh no. Versus Kamaru Usman. Oh, this got announced officially. Officially announced. 286 that, main man. event. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Cool. Dan. So be, before we start, Reese, I'll let you know that. Usman Edwards 2, what many people who are listening might think is Usman Edwards 1, but the Usman Edwards yeah, yeah. fight from last year um, closed at minus 375, Kamaru Usman. Okay. And everyone knows how that went. It was pretty dominant on one side for 23 minutes, but moment of the year, comeback of the year, knockout of the year, boom, headshot KO. Leon Edwards put his name on the map. Is that enough to make him the favorite? Not for me. I still think Kamaru Usman goes into uh, the trilogy fight as a. I guess I, I should say this line opened and has been sitting available since that fight ended. It was August 21st, which was August 20th was the day of, the, of Usman Edwards two. But that fight is officially announced. Confirmed? Yep, not it's officially announced. announced. Okay, okay, okay. I have to have Usman as the favorite. Stylistically, he's got Leon pretty much everywhere unless that kind of moment happens. Those boom headshot, you're dead. Um, got to imagine Kamaru's chomping at the bit to get back. It won't be as high nearly as the first one. But I think there'd be heavy money coming in on Kamaro if they're if it's below two fifty. We got a reaction there. Well, because I, I stop based on where you were leading, I automatically was just going to be like over. That was my plan, just to say over whatever you said. Well, but it started now, at like three seventy something. Like it was, yeah. or what did I say? It closed at yeah three seventy five. It can't be up there, but it, it can't be one something i it just can't be i'd be bad i'd be betting it money line no problem at 220 230 240 so i think i am going to come down at that 250 number ultimately it seems like i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if it's over i wouldn't be surprised if it's 190 i feel like there's a lot of takes a lot of reactions to that Beautiful, beautiful left high kick. 250 is the number? That's the number. Hand off the piece. 245. Poha! Context you want to add or you just want to go with 245? I was going to say over no matter what. And then as Danny was explaining, 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 the line that stuck with me was, there's going to be a lot of love for that left high kick. And like, although it was lucky, the more I think about it, the more I see people jumping on that Leon bandwagon. Cause before that fight, Leon was, had that eye poke against Bilal. He had a lot of, he got dogged a lot for inactivity. He got dogged a lot for the way he selected his opponents, but that high kick now pivoted to him being, 
this very likable underdog. He's going to be the dog, but I think, I think it's going to be the, the social media cappers. Yeah. They're seeing yeah, yeah. That, that high kick float around. They're not seeing 20 minutes of wrestling float around. Correct. Two five zero on the dot. Oh, you're you're kidding! You you did that for like a, a gif, right? After opening at three fifty back in August. Oh, it opened at three fifty. Yep. All right. Well, I had no chance, so that makes me feel good. Um, on a handful of different books, it's anywhere from two fifty to two eighty, Usman. Oh, so that's exactly tied up one one through one set the spread episode of 2023. I gotta love that. I mean, well, I was just thinking we've watched any other season, yeah. this had to be what you were expecting. Like, this is if we were to line set the spread three way Asian handicap, whatever you want to call it, um, the draw would be the favorite almost every time. Yeah, it, it's it's been neck and neck pretty much every season down to the wire so we take these all right that's all we got dan you're gonna close it up with toha with the most recent point on the board thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.